everybody. What's going on? Uh-huh. We're side after dark. We're back for another podcast. We're back. We're your favorite maniacs, uh-huh. the music maniacs. We're talking about music and we're talking a lot of shit. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> that's just what we do. And that's how it goes. Keep it snarky. That's a new thing. Keep it snarky. Keep it tame. You know? <laughs> yep. Keep it jumping over grasses and green fields. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. So today... Today. We're talking about probably the newest artist that we've done yeah, we on our podcast any. so far. He was just born yesterday. He yes. like three months old. We were there. We were at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And we were like, this kid's going to make some great music. Yes. We're talking about that Australian bloke. Aha. Uh-huh. That goes by the name... Of the tame... Impala. What? Walla walla. (laughs) This is the thing about Tame Impala. This is going to sound like a hyperbolic or maybe an exaggeration. Okay. Tame Impala's music is everything that I want my music to be. Oh, that's beautiful. It's beautiful music, though. I mean, you got to admit. I mean, the layers and the layers and the layers and the layers and the tones and the tones. And it's the crazy. Tones so so for y'all that don't have that haven't heard Tame Impala, I definitely strongly implore you to listen. Yeah. And if, it's funny. Like, you know, like people always say like, oh, like there's not good music nowadays, like blah, blah, blah. That's not really true. No, that's not true. There's some real feel good music out there that can hit you in all the right spots. And I would say like Tame Impala is one of those people that's... Yeah. Like big, you want to think of him as like a hidden gem in a way, just because you know he's not like the super people that that everybody knows. Yeah, but we're talking about one of the biggest, you know, psychedelic rock rock groups, it's rock forums. Even, what is a group? Rock gatherings. What does a group even mean nowadays? You know rock what I mean? Rock productions. Yeah, one this- of the <laughs> biggest rock psychedelic rock productions. Right. Right so now. we talk about Tame Impala like it's a band, but mm-hmm. it's really not a band. Mm-hmm. It's one person yeah. by the name of Kevin Parker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's funny because I was thinking like, I was like, why does he even like let that be like the perception like that it's a band? Yeah. And then I realized a few things. Like one, it's probably he wants to bring up his boys that he came up with. Yeah. To like, you know, bring them on the road and they're, they're going around the world together. Mm-hmm. And then also he seems like, you know, he's not a guy that's wants to be in the spotlight yeah so i feel like by going under the tame impala name and not just being like oh this is music by kevin parker it's right. like he allowed it allows him a little more a not on an uh, anonymity anon- what was it anonymity yeah yeah I can't speak today that's definitely true and then i guess we'll get into like you know his high school his school career and his home life a little bit and stuff mm-hmm. like that but judging from the type of person that he's let us understand him to be that he would rather have some sacred hold on his name and stuff like that because there comes a point like if your name gets big enough you don't even own your name anymore mm-hmm. after a while so you know he probably didn't want that yeah yeah but okay so let's get into it we're talking about honestly i want to say this is some of the best music that's come out since i've been alive it's true it's true i'm just gonna say that mm-hmm. and if you want to disagree with it i don't give a fuck exactly and we're not talking about like you know all the stuff that came out before we were born that we know is great mm-hmm. like you know what i mean we're talking about like something that's kind of like you know uh novel to like our generation our time of music a type of a type of generation that can easily be looked on by four or by uh generations before as like 
not producing much musically creatively you mm. know what i'm saying and i i would say that the boomers who were like so great in the 70s and stuff they could look at this music and be like yeah this is some great creativity i think so mm-hmm. i think so well i hope so yeah i hope that and and i hope that we could maybe bring tame apollo to some people that don't know about tame apollo by doing this and mm-hmm. yeah we'll see what happens but um let's get into it so yeah. we got to talk about uh perth australia right a place I never knew existed. A place I never knew the tame was from. I don't know much about Perth, but I know that it's in Australia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about Perth, Australia, if you know. Tell us in the comments about how how ignorant American we are. Mm-hmm. How we're a bunch of ignorant Americans. Uh, yeah. Is there any countries outside of America? I I thought it was towns only outside of America. Maybe a few cities? Yeah. I thought all the countries were in America, and then towns were all outside. Yeah. Yeah. So he's okay. from the town of Australia. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. No. So Kevin Parker, he's from Perth. Again, I don't really know much about Perth. All I know is that he's from there, and he was just always a music person. Yeah. He ate, raved, and slept it for the most part. And like, he didn't even like school. He didn't like homework at all. He said he didn't even do homework. And I was kind of questioning, well, how'd you move on? This (laughs) sounds like social promotion. (laughs) Who knows? I mean, the guy's in school, not giving a fuck about school. He's just like, I just want to make music. From like, uh, he said um, his dad was a musician well his dad was an accountant but he was like a closet musician is the way that he said it right so he just had instruments all over the place and records all over the place yes dad played songs from the beatles he played songs from super tramp a lot too which makes a lot of sense yeah right if you know the band like we know for so well for so many years i've been a super tramp fan since 75 we're diehards (laughs) no we've come to know them through our channel as well and it totally makes sense that um he picked up his influences from the bands that his dad was interested in uh which is like the psychedelic bands beatles and super tramp synth rock and psych yeah and it's funny because apparently like his dad didn't really want him to be a musician yeah but not for the reasons that a lot of people would say right i was thinking it was more like a drug thing or something no nah, it's so funny because people are always like oh i don't want my son to be a musician i, I want my daughter or my son to be successful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i want them to have money yeah you know what i mean right which uh, most musicians don't it's true you know um but that's not the reason that he didn't want kevin to be a musician correct he was just like this is the thing like once you make music your job you're not going to love it as much because now it's a job and mm-hmm. you have to like, you know, really do it. You know what I mean? It's not just like a fun thing. Yeah. And he didn't want his son to like not appreciate music in the same way that they both did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. And that's so hippie, hippie anonymous for his dad <laughs> to say it. It's like, dude, come on. You're killing the fun. You want to be a pro? Yo, why you got to be all corporate? Like, <laughs> just do it for fun. nah but so yeah i think i respect that because that's not really something that you hear a lot no definitely don't hear a lot i mean i could still see it being fun i mean you may not want to play it so many times you may not want to play it 350 days out of the year but you might not want to be on the road all the time right especially if you're someone like kevin who seems like a bit of a loner yeah for all intents and purposes but obviously we'll get into that more yeah um so you know Whatever. Uh, clearly, his dad was kind of wrong. 
Yeah. I mean, he still was able to be very successful and still love music, yeah. which is the important thing. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I mean, this guy is like a true artist. Yeah. I mean, this guy's not making shit just to like be famous or even to go all these places and play shows. Like he's literally someone, and you can just tell when you listen to it, that he's making this music because that's that's all he knows how to do. Yeah. And that's what he loves. Yeah. It's so interesting. How cool for a musician to make music that touches him or her personally, right? And that's all they can think about and all they want to do. And it's like little by little you're tapping into yourself and us as well, the listeners. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, how'd he know I was going to like that? Like, that's basically <laughs> because he liked it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of makes you feel on some type of mystical way that you're like connected to that person, even though you don't, you know, know Right, him at right, all. right. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So, so okay. So he grew up in Perth, loving music. Um, his parents divorced when he was real young, like three, something yeah. like that. He, you know, did the whole, you know, grow up, you're a teenager, you're you're rebellious and you're smoking weed and you're shoplifting shit and Mm -hmm. you don't want to go to school and all you want to do is make music, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He drops out of whatever university he was in. I think it was the University of Phoenix, but (laughs) I can't confirm that Uh, because he just wants to play music. He's like, I don't give a fuck about this. What am I learning I don't know. I don't know what he was studying. Let's call it uh, chemistry. What do I need chemistry for? Right. Yeah. I don't know. He was. He just had exams. I just know he had those. He's like fuck exams. Like, he definitely was like fuck exams. He's like I. I don't want to take this test because I might be getting a call. Like that's some serious shit. True. <laughs> I might be getting signed during this test, and I need to be available. Yeah. So like you know, because it's like I don't want to start taking the test for three hours or how many ever hours it is long, and then just like have other things to do that are better <laughs> you might as well just not engage with the test at all i've got guitars to shred <laughs> papers and guitars to shred <laughs> all right exactly. so no so he dropped out of school and he got this he was living in this house i don't there was like a name for this house in perth where like all these australian musicians would be like living at or like they would be like a bunch of bands and musicians that would be like kind of out of this house. Yes. And Kevin was living there and he was basically part of every band that was there. Yes. These bands had names like Demon Fuzz. And the DD Drums. Yes. And um, uh, the Growl. And yeah, stuff well, like we that. Know that. Well, we like these names. Yeah, yeah. They're cool. But the thing is, for Tave and Paula, it was, it's all him. Right, so he has all this 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 um, equipment and all this stuff in his house, and he's making you know songs by himself, and he's just kind of like, yeah, like I'm making these for me, and maybe like for some of my friends to like play in the car, like not really like, oh, like I'm gonna make these so I can be a huge star, nothing like that. Yeah, um, well, kind of, because he kind of did want to be a huge star. He 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 started going back to university because he was like, well, I guess I'm not gonna be a huge star like I thought. So might as well do some college, which was very interesting. He chose, um, yeah, he he chose astronomy to study because he felt like he knew he was going to be poor. So he might as well have fun while he was poor. Yeah, you don't need money to look at the stars. <laughs> but I guess um, what I meant by stars, like he, I'm sure he wanted to be able to, you know, make money and be able to live off his music. Yeah. But I don't think he was ever trying to be a famous guy. 
Mm. Or like, you know, I don't think he wants to be stopped on the street. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think he wants to be stopped on the street, but he definitely wanted to be a famous rock star, which yeah. is the oddest thing on on the planet. Because I can get that kind of feeling. I can get totally being in, an introvert and mm-hmm. still wanting to be a famous rock star. Because right. it's not necessarily about the chase down and the fandom and stuff like that. It's about like the... Um, the camaraderie of your other peers accepting your music and right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? And the whole corporate music industry accepting your music and say, yeah, we're going to put this up there as mm-hmm. music. Cause then you, they don't necessarily validate you, but in a way you feel some type of validation when you get like an accolade from them. So I can understand wanting to be bigger, you know, because you already know you're not a total idiot, but when you get your degree, you know, from school and it stuff like that, you. you're like, yeah, like, you right, know what I mean? Right, but you know right. you're not dumb. Right. But now I have the certification. So nobody, if you want to say that I'm dumb, I have the paperwork right here. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess it's like kind of like a give and take. Yeah. It's like, you know, he wants to earn like, you know, admiration. Yeah. But there's like, um, you know, it's something that we talked about before. It's like everybody wants to be successful yeah but there's different motivations behind that yeah i i I would see definitely see him as like once it starts becoming real because like what when i read an article he's like well i guess i'm not going to be a famous rock star anymore you could take that any way you want to take it right you know what i mean he you know most likely didn't mean it but i think like when it comes into um the reality of it when you're now starting to get signed when now people are asking you like when your schedule is starting to become different and stuff like that then you could start saying well i don't necessarily want to be like right out there like that because this is already starting to bother because this is intense yeah like yeah, you know what this I mean? is a lot <laughs> but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves so don't get ahead. So <laughs> don't do it hey relax relax <laughs> so so he's in this house he's making this music um, for other bands and then also like his own stuff, which I guess you could say like solo stuff. Yeah, which is cool, right? right? To be in a band and still be making your own shit for yourself. Right, and that's how, again, that's how you know he's just about it. Like he, all he wanted to do was make music yeah. all the time. Would you say he was about it, about it? He was at least about it once. <laughs> well, I would say about it times two, yeah. <laughs> about it squared. Um, so he's making these tunes for himself and he was like, he would just put them out on MySpace. Which was, you know, the thing at the time. We're uh-huh. talking mid two thousands. We're talking the ancient two thousands. Yeah, the olden times. <laughs> and and that's true. just the music that he put on MySpace ended up getting a lot of attention mm-hmm. from like Australian like record labels. Like enough that he got signed to a record label mm-hmm. as Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. And he put out they put out an E P from home recordings that he already had. The Tame Impala EP. Right. And that EP went to like number one on the Australian independent record chart or whatever the name of the chart is. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's fucking crazy. Like, I literally just made this shit like in my house. Like, I didn't think this was going to go anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? He said that like he wasn't necessarily even making it to be released. Like he was going to, he wanted to show his friends and he wanted to bump it in the car. But like he didn't, when he was making it in his head, he wasn't like, yeah, this is going to be on a record label. Yeah, which is, like, hilarious. Is there something in the water in Australia? You know, <laughs> these guys from ACDC, they're Scots, but, I mean, that's what Angus says about Thunderstruck, you know? Oh, I yeah. was just warming up my fingers. Is yeah. that right, Angus? I didn't think anyone was going to like that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So so he gets signed. He puts out that EP. The EP does really well. So now, all of a sudden, he's just like, oh, shit. Like, I guess 
people kind of like this music that I'm making by myself in my house. You know what I mean? Yep. Which is so crazy because, I mean, he's it's literally just him. He's playing every single instrument. He's writing all of it. He's mm-hmm. producing it. He's mixing it. He's putting it out. Yeah, he's really a sound bot. So it's really like David Paul is just this, what his mind sounds like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is like what I think of like when I listen to like old Stevie Wonder things. Like um, when he's playing all the instruments, he's writing, he's producing it. I'm just yeah. like, this is what Stevie's brain sounds like. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the same thing with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he puts it out and then it's time to record an album. Yeah. And the way that he did it is the way that it should be fucking done. Mm-hmm. He rented this house a few hours outside of Perth, like overlooking the Indian Ocean. Yeah. No internet. No phone, no TV, no nothing. Yeah. Just music. Yeah. And that's the sh- that is the way to do it. It is. It like, is. If you could do it like that, then you should do it like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, I just feel like the sounds around you just come alive and help you out. Like, yeah. you know, sounds themselves are like, no Wi-Fi. <laughs> yes. Let's play. I feel like the way to do it is either you do it overlooking the ocean or like in a mountain range. Wow. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? Just yeah. a house. Like, I don't know. I yeah. just, I love that idea. Me too. Me too. But, um, that's so album that, number three. <laughs> oh, our album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, no, that's, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I thought we couldn't do that. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's our next album. We're going to rent a house in, uh, an undisclosed location. <laughs> Don't follow us. So, so, okay. Yeah. So he's putting this album out and it, it was funny. He was talking about it. He was like, this was the first time I was literally recording things like knowing that people were going to hear it besides me. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. That would be so hard on my brain. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I said, like when the reality actually hits, like, you know, that's just like, Oh wow. This is intense. It's, it's very intense. Um, so he got this guy, David Friedman, to help him out and like mix the album mm-hmm. um who he had worked with like uh the flaming lips and like um some some other big band maybe like interpol or something probably or, i don't think i remember hearing them i no yeah i don't know but but he was going there he was already a big producer he was going there to like just help out with the mix i guess just to have like another set of ears on it just because <laughs> it, it again it's just all him it's like that that shit can, can really drive you crazy yeah if it's just you and this is the thing i saw in an interview somebody was like so kevin like so how do you know when the music is ready to be put out and he was like uh when somebody tells me that the, it's time for the album to come out because because <laughs> I, I could just be forever i could be like oh no this could be th- like i could do this or i could add this i could take this away like i could be working on this literally forever somebody yeah. at some point just has to tell me you have two weeks left i feel that i feel that from him i really really do yeah and it's really interesting you know the way with like home recording and shit like it's so easy to fall into that mm-hmm. because you could always be like oh i can mix this a little better like i oh but oh it's it's missing something but uh, i don't and you could just and it's something that like it's really easy to fall into yeah you know like even with us like we record and we produce all of our music and it's like when we put out our first album like we had to set a deadline yeah or we would just always be like oh well we could always change something right you just have to at some point be like no this is it right you don't want to leave a window open for any of that stuff so yeah exactly hard so he had to put it out shout out to the label (laughs) (laughs) and um (laughs) The first album was called Inner Speaker, and it looks like this. And it's just the shit. 
Like, it just sounds great. Like, yeah. Everything about it's very uh, guitar heavy, like mm-hmm. psychedelic. Yeah. But it's also very melodic. It's very poppy. Right. You know what I mean? There's a, there's clearly a lot of different influences in it. Oh, yeah. And what makes his um sound so great is like he goes into his pedals and makes sure that he gets like certain types of tones and sounds that are specific to like what resonates with him. And um, that, I think, is like the beauty of his music, too. Like, yeah, it's super psychedelic. And yeah, it can be trippy and be out there and stuff like that. But the tones that he picks like through his like external uh, software is just like crazy. Mm-hmm. Jeez. That's what I was going to say. Like, one of the first things when I think about the album is just like the, yeah, the tones of everything the keyboard tones, the guitar tones. Like, you could tell there was so much time put into every single individual sound to make it exactly the way that he wanted it. Yeah. And that's part of why it sounds so psychedelic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And again, this is all, this is just what his brain sounds like. You know what I mean? There's just unadulterated, like, just him. Yeah. Like, when you have a band, it's like there's multiple people you know, adding their, their brains together to make the sound. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our music is the combination of both of us. Right. But Tave Apollo, it's just what he wants to put out into the world. Yeah. So nobody's telling him, oh no, don't use that sound. Or what if we did this instead? Blah, 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 blah. There's no guardrails Mm -hmm. really. And I just think it's so crazy. It is. It's so crazy. It's so good. He's like a Bjork. Like, you know, who just just put stuff out and I um, think that's amazing. Yeah. The first album like that. I mean, beautiful tones, beautiful melody without anything being like a too soft or too sappy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just pretty. And, and that's, that's what, and it's like feel good music. It, it's like it actually kind of like settles, you know, you in a way. Which is awesome. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's like a lot of it sounds, you know, happy and feel good, but a lot of the lyrics are very not that. Right. Which I always love that. I always love a really happy sound with like lyrics that are a little edgier. Yeah. If you want to say that. Because his all of his lyrics during that time are just like about him being alone, basically. Yeah. When you get into like his life as like a teenager and like he's like he didn't have the best family life and home life, but you know, um, you know, he doesn't seem to go into too much detail, which is all right. But um, he does remember just like crying in the mirror as like a teenager and stuff like that. And like the lyrics come out is that. So like uh, th- he said that there's a moment when he was like in the bathroom and he was just like, um, he must have been like 15. And then like everything seemed to be so fine. And he's like brushing his teeth and he just starts to cry out of nowhere. Like that is like his music in a way. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Where'd this lyric come from? Right. right. Let's accept it. It's yeah. Part of it. But it, it also, it really makes sense. Like when you think about like the time that you put into making this music and you're doing it by yourself, you're going to be alone most of the fucking time. If this, like you're just in a room surrounded by instruments all the time. Like yeah. you don't even have a drummer to just fuck around with. It's, yeah. just, it's just you in a room yeah. forever. Because he was the drummer yeah. in another band. And now what are you going to do? He's got nobody. He's got nobody but himself in his mind. Yep. You know what I mean? You wanted to be the virtuoso, Kev. <laughs> How about that? It is funny. I wouldn't call him a virtuoso um, in any specific instrument necessarily. No. But he's a. Pr- I think he's a producer. Producer Ocho? Producer Protosocho. 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 They called him a virtuoso online. And I was like wondering about that too. Um, maybe he's just very virtuous. How about that? We'll <laughs> yeah. just leave it at that. He's just a really good guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he puts out the first album, 
this one. And it does really well. And now it's like, he's kind of, I mean, he's not huge outside of Australia, but he's big enough that like he can go around the world and like start touring and like really being a rock band. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, so there, it's say Tave and Paula, it's kind of presented as a band. It's five people on stage. Right. And it's really just like his friends that he's bringing along with him. So now he's going out and he's experiencing a bunch of different things and he's recording the second album basically while they're touring and okay. while they're in all these different places in the world. Yeah. So that also kind of affects the sound of it a little more. It's a little different. It's it's pretty similar to the first one. Right. But there's a few extra little, you know, yeah. vibes and, you know, even like vocal stylings that weren't really on the first one. And let's shout out, let's talk about his voice real quick. Yeah. He has a very interesting voice. Yeah. Breathy. Sometimes he does a little falsetto kind yeah. of thing with it. Um, definitely uh, something that's rooted in deep emotion. I mm -hmm. feel that type of voice, you know, kind of uh, filled with like hope that's kind of uh, not coming in a way. <laughs> it's more like wish and, and hope as opposed to, you know, something that's defined that's going to end up like really well. Yeah. Yeah. And so. even just like the the sonic like characteristic of it, like it's he has a very high singing voice, mm -hmm. you know, like a, for a male. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really... You just you can't plan the shit like this because the way that his voice is, it just goes right over the beats so well. Like yeah. if he had a lower voice, it might kind of like disappear into all these layers that he's putting in. But but he's you know he's up here, so it makes it like cut through all of these instruments that he's doing so well. And again, you can't. That's just something you can't plan. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's just something that's that's his voice. A part of you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Absolutely. That's just cool. Yeah. So he's uh, virtuing and he's albuming and he's uh, album number two of and stuff. And he's on his way skyrocketing out the sky. Well, anyway. skyrockets in flight. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, so the second album is called Lonerism because, mm -hmm. again, he's kind of a loner. Yes. Yes. Like he definitely has a vibe of like he's locked in a room looking out at the world mm -hmm. like why can't i be one of them yeah why can't i be a normal person yeah you know what i mean because kevin when his teacher was teaching math you couldn't stop thinking about your song that's why here's the thing kev let me talk to you right now kev this is a <laughs> message for you normal people don't make music as good as you do that's right <laughs> so so it's a i think it's a pretty even trade-off yes normal people are going to the mall the normal other. people are taking exams That's and right. really worried about them. <laughs> <laughs> and Kev is up in the clouds with the song gods, which is just like, I mean, guys, you got to check out this music. Like, we're talking about it like we know him personally, but this music's really great. Yeah, he's he really lets the, uh, the muses of the music flow through him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. the vi his body is just a vessel for the vibrations of the world. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Lonerism comes out expanding on what happened in the first album and mm -hmm. just getting better and better and getting bigger and bigger as it goes along. For real. Now, I thought this was a New York band. Really? Like, you know, a couple of years ago, like when I was introduced to them. Yeah. Like, I thought this was a New York band because, well, they reminded me of MGMT. They don't sound like them. That was, the other that was the other band the producer worked with. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. MGMT. Because, yes. Cause Shout I out they, to David. They opened up for them or something like that. They're, they're connected in mm -hmm. many ways. Like, so, yeah. So, they reminded me of MGMT, who is from here. You know what I'm saying? So, 
I was just like, oh, well, it's another kind of like a hipster New York, you know, subculture that blows up into the main culture kind of sound, mm-hmm. you know, but I had no idea, you know, that you guys knew Angus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's not. And it's even, it's so funny because it's so outside of that. Yeah. Like it's so far away from that. Yeah. And I don't know, you think maybe the Australian thing has to kind of do with a little bit of his sense of like lonerism if you will just because it's all it's kind of it's so much more isolated than here mm-hmm. you know what i mean that is very very true i try to like visually imagine this perth place and stuff like that because i've seen some kind of some tv shows that are set in like australia mm-hmm. or like new zealand area and stuff like that and i yeah. kind of know it is kind of dry in some of these areas and stuff like that and kind of spaced out a lot you know miles between things so i'm wondering if perth is like that but i think it probably does have to do with the um, topography of the land <laughs> <laughs> It's very possible. Yeah. You know, it's very possible. But I've never even been to Australia, so... Me neither. Tell us about Australia, people. Tell us in the comments. Oh, and um, let's do some promo shit real quick. So, if you don't know, this is Music Maniacs with Side After Dark. Yep. And if you like the podcast, the best way that you can help us out is to tell all of your friends about it. Yes. Share this. Tell us about it, or tell us. I think we know about it, yeah. but tell other people about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and tell us how we're doing. Tell us how we're doing. Yeah. Leave a comment, leave a review. All that shit helps us out in the algorithm. Uh-huh. Um, if you want bonus content, if you want to help us decide what episodes to make, check us out at patreon.com slash music maniacs. We'll right. shout you out. We're going to do bonus content for every episode, so you won't want to miss out on that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, basically, you can... Donate, if you will, any amount of money from a dollar to whatever the fuck you got. <laughs> so, so check it out, and uh, thanks again for being here. Yeah. But after the second album, he gets working on the third album, this album, <laughs> and this one is called Currents, and this is the one that that introduced me to Tame Impala. Okay. And this album is just fucking amazing. I mean, it's like, it's everything that was in the last albums, yeah. but with so much more. Yeah. It gets into, it's a little more on the soul side. It's a little more dancey. It's a little funkier. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more heavy on like keyboards and synths. And he's just really going, he's really going into like the furthest uh, reaches of his mind yeah. and like the psychedelic sound. Yeah. But also just throwing in so much other, like all these melodies and all these instruments that... It's just, it's one of the best albums that I've heard in a very long time. Yeah, I, I, I concur. It's quite, like, breathtaking, the album. Like, honestly, kind of kind of blows you away and stuff. And, like, he goes really into it. I wonder if he's the uh, type of character likes that likes to dance. Like, you know, does he groove to his own rhythms and stuff like that? Or is it just something that's inside him that comes out? And then the other people groove to it. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you said that because this is, again, this is the kind of guy that he is. He's always thinking that he could be doing more. He's always thinking that, oh, I could be adding this or doing this on the album. Literally, like, a month before the album came out, he's, somebody asked him about it, and he said it was unlistenable. <laughs> he said it was basically garbage, but the, the label had to have it put it out. So he thinks that it's fucking terrible. That's hilarious. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is one of the best albums uh, definitely since uh, this century. Yeah. Like, 100%. I don't that's think that's sure. really a controversial statement. No, I don't think so. And I don't think it's a controversial statement to say that Kevin Parker's a musical genius. No, I don't think so either. I mean, he's worked with so many others that are considered genii. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the world, so like you know, um, I don't see why not, and not just for that reason. Well, it's because of how the music hits you, and it was because you just all you got to do is like look at the details in the album, and you'll see. Like, did somebody play? 
poorly on that synth you know what i'm saying is somebody's guitar something that you don't want to hear ever again or like you know like every layer that he put into it is something that you want to hear over and over again Mm -hmm. you know i don't even know how he as a producer takes out and throws away things because i know like i had it like before we met like i used to like do my own beats and stuff like that and then so did you as well Mm -hmm. but there would be like a sound in a track that i could just hear over and over and over again until the song like ran out and like you know i don't know how he like puts in and it takes away and it's like oh they've had enough of that and you know what i mean right i think about that all the time because it's like i just wonder how he starts a song yeah because you know he first of all he's really fucking good at the drums yeah and you know all the drum beats. Well, obviously every instrument is him. So right. some of the he drum was a beats, drummer himself. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So some of the drum beats, I'm like, oh wow, this is fucking great. I'm like, I wonder, did he start it with the drum beat? Did he like write the lyrics? Did he just write the chords and then fill it all out? Like I'm really curious, like how the process works. Yeah. And I, the thing is, like, I don't think we're ever gonna really know. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, and I feel like even if you ask somebody like him, it's probably a different process for like every thing yeah you know and he probably would answer that way too yeah yeah. and um this is the first album that he did without david friedman so this is 100 percent completely him he didn't even have an outside person mixing it yeah like the entire thing is just him every single aspect of the album except probably the artwork right is literally him so it's just fucking Uh mind-blowing and you know the reason i said like i don't think we'll ever really know his process is because he's not one of those guys that just puts everything out there like that. And, you know, it's funny, like, we were listening to a video about him before, and somebody referred to him as like, oh, we, we, we are learning more about the mysterious frontman of Tame Impala. It's like, I don't really know if he's mysterious. I don't think so either. I think he just doesn't want to be around a whole bunch of people all the yeah. time, and that's just it. I think he probably chuckles at stuff like that. Yeah, he just doesn't put himself out there like that. And it's funny, this is something that we talk about all the time. Like, to be, like, an artist in this time period like there's so much other shit that you have to do yeah like i mean like you look like take us for an example i mean we're doing like so many people find our music from our youtube like reaction videos Mm -hmm. or like the podcast that we do and all this shit when all of this other stuff is really just to get our name out there so we can get the music out there right and which is so many people you know they'll be more famous off their social media or something than off the music and then that helps the music get bigger blah 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 right like in today's day and age, it's so hard to be a huge artist just purely based off the music. Right. But it's something that Tame Impala is really able to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know if it... Yeah, no one's forcing him to do that. And I, I don't know if it started... I don't know if it's because like he basically started in like 2007. So it was kind of like right before the whole... like you know, we're all at the mercy of the social media, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, propaganda and promotion. (laughs) Like, you know, so I don't know if that's why it it is the way it is, because there are a lot of like 2007 and pre 2000 people that I think about, like that are like that, let's say like, like Rihanna, Mm -hmm. you know, they came around around that time. And like Beyonce, other people like that, like, those people, you don't really see them heavy on their social media and trying to get you to like them personally. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like, okay, I'll do this commercial, that commercial, this here, this, you think I'm great? That's great. Buy the album. Good night. 
like you right. know like or buy my makeup yeah you know what i mean <laughs> i feel like if amy winehouse were alive she'd be the same way oh she's yeah like a she wouldn't need it seven person too yeah it's just sheer talent that sheer talent or a great marketing machine that mm-hmm. makes you you not to have to do the footwork or the dirty work yourself right yeah. and what i'm what i'm yeah and what i'm saying is just like the music is just so good that right. you don't really have to have a huge marketing thing around it it's just like did you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. Like, that's the fucking marketing. Yeah. And um, speaking of Rihanna, even she she covered one of his songs. Yeah. I mean, he's he's worked with Kanye. He's written songs for, like, Travis Scott. Like, he's he's your... We were talking about this before. He's your favorite rapper's favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody that really fucks with music pretty much fucks with Tame Apollo, it seems like. Right, right. That's what it seems to be, too. Yeah, I mean, such great music, and we're happy for that, especially coming out of this generation where, you know, we get kind of S-H-I-T-T-T-E-D on for, you know, not having great music. I put three T's in that word. So yeah. <laughs> you sure you don't want four? No, no, sorry. Oh, that's, that's overkill? Two my D's. Bad. My, no. My bad, my bad. Um, yeah, and it's one of those things, it's like people want to say like, oh, the generation doesn't have good music. It's like, there's good music. It's just you're not going to find it in the places that people like older people found it when they were coming up. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not going to be top 40. No, like, because unfortunately what is good is not necessarily what sells. Yeah. And the only thing you're going to ever hear on top 40 is what's selling. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, even, but even back in the day though, I mean, you would hear like what, like the carpenters and shit on top 40, but like you never, you would never hear joy division on top 40. No, you definitely wouldn't. You definitely wouldn't hear them. And like, you know, a lot of the pop stars felt like they weren't even really um, respected in a way sometimes. Sometimes your hugest pop stars, you know, a lot of people won't even kind of respect them because they're on a top 40 and stuff like right. that. Right. I was watching like a Beach Boys thing and like one of them was like, real surfers don't even listen to our music. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, you know who does listen to the Beach Boys? Tammy Paula. Kevin Parker. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I don't know. I think that's weird. And then also, not to bring it back to us again, but it's like we have um, people that, you know, have found our music from this other shit that we do that yeah. are like older and they're like, oh, we really like the music. And it's like, yeah, like that's cool. And like, we're glad that you've seen it. And it's like, you wouldn't have found our music if it wasn't for all this other shit. Like, yeah. you didn't hear anything that we did on, you know, the radio. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, there is really good music out there. You just got to look for it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. So, I kind of like, I hate when people say there's not good music now, but I understand why they're saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of a rant. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, Currents, this album. Mm-hmm. It comes out, and that's really what breaks him. Yeah. I mean, now it's just like, okay, you're, he's 100%, like, you're one of the biggest rock bands in the fucking world. Yeah. Like, undeniable. Yeah. You're working with all these other huge artists. Like, right. and even if people don't necessarily know who Tame Impala is or who Kevin Parker is, like, the sound kind of gets out there. Right. You know definitely, what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. And you want to kind of gravitate to it. It's good music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's so funny. So then they're, they're, he's winning awards and shit. And like I said, so th- it's really all him, but he he always brings his boys with him right. as Tame Impala. So yes. whenever they're getting awarded or interviewed, like it's not just him usually. Right. But it just makes me laugh. Like I saw one video, that you, it won album of the year for some, I don't know, some award show. And all five of them get up and Kevin's just like, <laughs> and the rest of them are like, because they don't really have anything to do with it. No, <laughs> they, they really definitely don't. don't. 
composers should start making their own little awards sections and stuff be like i want to give this award to myself to my well not just <laughs> myself but to my drummer on my second album yeah because you know compared to like my drummer on my first and my third album you really shunned through and did exactly what i wanted you to say and do so we need those uh hired hand awards i don't know how they're going to make it you start the impala awards uh, right exactly <laughs> <laughs> for the hired hand musicians. but it, yeah it's just so funny to me because they're not even i mean they're they play live with him yeah but they're not even on the album. No. Uh, recording <laughs> you know in the studio, he does it all on his he own. He does it all. So it's like the album is winning. It's yeah. like they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, fuck that. You're not coming in here. But he's just, again, like he's been playing in bands with these guys for so long. that like, he's bringing them with him. Like yeah. he's bringing the crew basically. Yeah. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. I, I respect that. I do mm-hmm. respect that. I just still think it's kind of funny. I wonder if any of them just gets tempted, you know, to just go off the rails once, you know, just bust out a solo or something like that <laughs> against Kevin's wishes. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. That'll be your last day on stage, buddy. But I want to tell a fun story that I have with them. So Taylor Paul was probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my life. Uh huh. I saw them at Madison Square Garden in 2019. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool because... He was on the stage, and he was like, this is the first time I've ever been to Madison Square Garden, and we sold it out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's so crazy. It, it was also the first time I had ever been to Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. We didn't... It, Kevin, we didn't really expect you to be at Madison Square Garden all the time. Coming to see the circus. He never expected to be at Madison Square Garden. Right, yeah. There's no there's no chance. Yeah, it's got to be that that's your first time there. Like, you're not coming all the way over here to watch the Knicks play, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's that's funny and also very true. <laughs> but, but I got to say, like, seeing them live, like, it sounded just as good as the record. Now, that's amazing. I was amazing. fucking blown away. I was like, I can't believe it really sounds this good. Yeah. And then... The visual aspect of the concert as well was so good. It was so trippy. They had trippy like visuals that matched up for every single song on this huge uh, projector that was you know right behind the band. And yeah. it was just such an audio and visual experience for like all of your senses. Nice. Uh, except taste, I guess. There was no. Um, they didn't right. hand out you know gummies or anything. Oh, they would have cool. the crowd with nice aromatic things that could make you taste and taste them. <laughs> guess not. But it was just amazing. I, I I mean, I would pay any amount of money to see them. Well, not any amount, but I would pay a lot to see them again. 100%. Would you pay $1 million? $1 million. <laughs> um, speaking of story, I did uh, read a story. Um, I actually went on Reddit. Mm. And like I said, I just wanted to look for, give me your craziest Tame Impala home page story. Homepage of the internet. Yes, homepage of the internet. And my search engine, I put in, give me your craziest Tame Impala story. Okay. All right. So this is not a wild man. He's not a crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just going to be a story of him ending up being as sweet as anything. As sweet Aww. as pie. The awesomest guy. All right. So these girls went out to a concert. This one girl did not have a ticket. And her plan was to just get online, get there super early. Maybe she can buy a ticket from somebody who you know was just giving away tickets and stuff like that uh, sidebar i don't know how people do these things but they do them so then she made friends with somebody on the line in front of her a girl in line in front of her and the two of them kind of had the same idea but they decided to take a break go get some lunch as they're going to get some lunch they see these three handsome guys walking in to get like tacos and two and it turns out to be Kevin and then two other um, quote unquote members of Tame Impala, (laughs) 
right so they're talking to them and they're having a good time blah 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 and she tells him he doesn't have a she doesn't have a ticket and whatever and he actually says he could probably get her on the guest list he was like he's not promising her anything though he mm-hmm. was like he's like so he's just gonna call and ask if she, he could so she actually goes to the window the ticket window and she asks and it turns out that yes somebody left her a ticket and a plus one so tame got the tickets for her wait did she realize it was him yeah yeah yeah. oh okay, she okay, definitely okay, knew okay. yeah yeah yeah. and then she was talking to him and all the stuff like that and gushing yeah, yeah. and all those things like that and saying that how you know they were online and they came to see him and stuff like that but that's a cool moment don't you think what a cool moment when the rock stars are going next door to the concert venue to eat some freaking tacos and yeah. stuff like that well i heard the msg food is garbage <laughs> i heard it tastes like pine salt oh <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't in new york thank god this <laughs> yeah well it, again he really just seems like that kind of guy yeah like he's not really into the whole fanfare of it as much shebang shebang he's just like oh yeah we'll go grab a bite you know before sound check yeah you know what i mean yeah and that would kind of look bad on him right like if he had like you know hater blockers on you know what i'm saying chains it, it would be um incongruous incongruous why can't i talk today <laughs> it wouldn't really you. go with how his vibe is right right i wouldn't like to see a whole bunch of um uh designers ending in vowels and stuff like that <laughs> on his body it would just yeah, turn yeah. me off <laughs> yeah 100 percent. he's not a designer kind of guy you know yeah but um he did get a house in the Hollywood Hills, though. <laughs> after. Listen, you got to. Where else are you going to have your party? Listen, people in L.A. get robbed. Even the people in the hills get robbed. So I can understand wanting to have an expensive home in L.A. Because I've actually heard the words, if you haven't been robbed living in L.A., then you've never been there. And I'm afraid. Okay. <laughs> Guess where? I'm not going to live. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't like earthquakes. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I'm more comfortable with hurricanes. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So he, now, third album, Currents comes out. He's he's huge. He's doing things. He's doing big things all over the world. A mm-hmm. um, couple years go by without another album, mm-hmm. and then in 2020, he puts out his latest album, mm-hmm. which is the Slow Rush. Yeah, which is also just fucking great. And I remember being so hyped when it came out because yeah. I, you know, I saw them like a year before, uh-huh. and then the pandemic happens and they shut everything down and everything sucks. And then I'm like, oh, but there's new Tame Impala music. It's like a, <laughs> it was like a shining light in my world for like a month when that came out. Nice. And I'm just like, oh, this music is so good. Like I just can't. It is one of those things you can't say in words. You can never describe a sound in words. Mm-hmm. Like I hate when people are like, oh, you're in a band. What kind of music is it? I'm like, it's uh, uh the you know. There's notes and uh, drum beats and I don't I don't know just fucking listen to it <laughs> you know what I mean yeah so it's like just talking about this I wish we could play some but we'll get copyrighted yeah but it's like just talking about these albums is just so hard to express how good it sounds yeah yeah there's so much uh, sonic experience and then you yourself get such a visual experience just by listening to this music it's like really really good for you it's great like uh, to me. It's great, like walking music, thinking music, dancing mm-hmm. music, partying. Like it can, it's all encompassing. So that's the kind of dope thing about you know being a virtue, wait, virtuous genius. Is that what we call it now? For, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, and it's it's so crazy how like great music is just like so timeless across generations. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm not saying that I myself personally did this, but let's say hypothetically, I once 
me or somebody I know took some acid and was listening to music <laughs> and may have happened to listen to this album and then Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd right after it oh, and man. may have thought in their head, wow, this, how is this even, how is there 40 years in between this? This is like the same, this is just as good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I just, uh, somebody I know remember <laughs> was thinking, holy shit, this is just so good. And it's just, it's just like, so like the sound is just so encompassing. Like you can really just get lost in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's so true. And it's just like, um, the willingness and the freedom to go that deep into music to create that is just, um, astounding i would say because like you mentioned pink floyd and then you mentioned uh kevin too when it's just like well i just see images of kind of like roger's face and like you know david's face and it's like well it seems like they're similar kinds of thinkers in a way like you know what i mean roger waters and david gilmore from pink floyd my friends my personal friends i'm sorry guys i didn't i try to i try to do more context now because i forget some people don't know all the shit that we know (laughs) yeah 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 So, yeah, just going off your mansion off of uh, Pink Floyd. So Roger yeah. Waters and uh, David Gilmore. When you look at their faces and you kind of think about their thought press process and how they play their music and stuff, there's a lot of like camaraderie, mm-hmm. similarity between them and Kevin Parker, I, I feel. I definitely feel more of the David Gilmore. Me too. Kevin Parker. I just wanted to mention uh, Roger because he's like, you know, the writer and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And David's more like the player. So I didn't want to yeah. you know, leave Roger out. Roger's a little more bitter, though. Yes, David is is. Uh, oh God, I don't he's want to say softer. Yeah, in he's, a way. he's nicer. Like yeah. it's, it's it's he's it's got nicer. the prettier voice. Even their voices are. I, I didn't even think about that until yeah. just now. Yeah, they got kind of those higher, like softer voices. Right. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. Like there's 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 a light at the end of the tunnel with Roger. It's like this is fucked. Yeah. In a way. Like, well, there's zero chance that Kevin Parker didn't listen to Pink Floyd. There's right. zero fucking chance. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'll put my life on that. I'll bet money I don't have that fucking Kevin Parker listened to Pink Floyd when he was growing up. All right. So I don't think that's a coincidence. No. But I definitely see what you're saying there. Yeah, because I feel like they could have hung out. It's one thing to feel like your new artist is biting off your old artist. And mm-hmm. there's another thing to feel like he fits with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, there's never like a time where I've been listening to Tame and Paul. I'm like, oh, he's just trying to be this or he's trying to be this or fit into that, yeah. you know, this kind of realm. It's like, nah, like I all it always really feels like it's just him just doing whatever the hell he wants mm-hmm. that sounds good to him. Exactly. And then it just so happens that it sounds good to a lot of other people. To a lot of people, exactly. Now if he came out with a dance hall track. <laughs> that's when i'd wonder it would be fire <laughs> it, it probably would it would be it, it, it would be fire but then it'd be like what's he he's greedy now he's it's just like, getting whoa. greedy <laughs> like yeah i moved to jamaica and i recorded a new album there and that's why it sounds like this but um i don't even know so yeah so he puts out the new album listen to that one i don't have a shirt for that one unfortunately <laughs> but it's called slow rush it's awesome and that really wasn't that long ago. I mean, that was like a year and a half ago that came out. So right. that's like the most up-to-date thing. Um, but every single album that they've put out, I keep saying they, but him. <laughs> every album that Haven and Paul has put out is just fucking great. Like, there's not one of them I couldn't recommend to a friend. Yeah. You know? I can see that. It's really good stuff. We love you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's a silent moment. Insert awkward, awkward pause here. <laughs> I'm just trying to think like what else to say. It's just like, 
again, it's like you can't really say, you can't explain how good the music is with yeah. talking. Right. So you got to go listen to it. You that, if, if you get anything it. out of this, it's like, if you don't know Tame Apollo, you should go listen to it right fucking now. Yeah. And I, I've got to say, I love the culture of everything that surrounds Tame Impala. I love that the the unofficial members are people that are in other bands. Mm -hmm. Like, that's insane. Like, I've never heard of, like, anything like that. You know what I mean? Where it's just, like, imagine, like, the culture of, like, CBGBs. And it's just, like, oh, yeah, well, Sting is uh, backing up Blondie this week and stuff like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, you know, yeah, just things like that. I could interchange right. way more people. But and I'm D. just D. saying. D.D. Ramone also plays bass for the Talking Heads sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, things like that. So that I think that would be... Uh, like a cool thing if it it happened more often than not but i'm okay with it being their only thing and i think that's um as far as i understand it that's just a byproduct of being from a place that's not very big and like, heavy on musicians that are great exactly like, kind of like the acdc thing when you were talking about like when they found uh bond and like the brother yeah, came home there's only like, so many musicians in perth that are like really like i want to do music yeah you know what i mean yeah and like we were saying before like they had that house where like all these musicians were just going in and out so mm -hmm. there really was like i don't know how big the scene was in perth but i bet it was very strong yeah you know what i mean like yeah. all of those people knew each other yeah yeah i get i, I could i could see that versus like perfect contrast new york city um, you know, you might know a lot of people, mm -hmm. but the scene, they're just, it's too fucking big to know everybody. And you're really not going to be that tight knit. Like if you're from a smaller place and there's only less people that are super dedicated to music and like music is my life, mm -hmm. you're going to eventually be gravitated towards those people. Right. Whereas if you're in a place like this, there's fucking 10 million people here. It's like, there's a million musicians. Like I'm not going to meet a million people in my life. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You could see someone at an open mic and never see them again in your life even if you really like them <laughs> and on the other end there might be somebody that you would get along with super well whose music you would really love that you would just never cross paths with right because they might live uptown and you live in brooklyn or yeah. they're in the bronx or whatever and like right. it's just too fucking big right where true. i'm assuming again i'm just assuming this because i've never been to perth there's well it's definitely not as big as new york city right but it it's probably not a huge city yeah, yeah, because they're so interchangeable. And, like, they've got, like, all the the, band, the unofficial band members have got details in their own pages. Like, I've mm -hmm. been on their own Wikipedia pages, and they've got details of yeah. things that they've done. So it's not like it's like, oh, I just hired like they got like, credits you know what i mean yeah like so yeah that's it's really interesting and it's so true like new york is like a total contrast to that like mm -hmm. of course yeah so i guess i don't know the main takeaway tame impala is the shit if you didn't notice and i guess just um the real thing that i get away i guess like final impressions of like what i think of of tame impala is just mm -hmm. like a such an intense obvious love of music yeah and then kind of like the well i guess like the camaraderie of what we're saying is just like there's such a even like a culture around it just of love of music everywhere and you can just yeah. like really feel it when you listen to it it's like this is music that's a lot of thought is put into this and this didn't just happen on accident yeah you know yeah. what i mean which is really really cool and and it's about what i love it's about the music and not necessarily um him trying to manipulate us to like him or his personality. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he's got some diehards, but like, no one's going to be like, don't you ever say that about Kevin? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's right. not that serious. Like, we're right. just going to like make music. Like, we're not going to 
hold him up like to the light and stuff like that like you know and that's right. cool and i really think that is why he continues to go under the name tame apollo because yeah. it gives him a little it gives him a degree of separation yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so he, he doesn't have to be that right you right. know yeah 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 it's true like back up no i'm just kidding <laughs> yo chill the fuck out you don't know me like that Uh-oh. you know tame apollo you don't know kevin parker <laughs> oh my gosh imagine the music's all nice and wonderful and, and calm and he's like this brawling fucking aussie Right. Yeah. What if he did a like a solo album as Kevin Parker? And it's just punk rock, like fucking <laughs> <laughs> just breaking glass against the wall type shit, like beer bottles flying around. Like Whoa. that would be great. Yeah. But no, nah, I don't know. I mean, what else? What else is there to say? It's just great music. Yeah, really great music that needs to be checked out and mentioned. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> And it only took us an hour to do it, so if you're still here watching, listening, whatever, do all that shit we said before. Uh, Check us out on Patreon, listen to our music, leave a comment, leave a review, um, tell your friends about us, shout us out to all your homies. If you're like listening to this podcast and not watching, it's just dead silence. They're like, what's so funny? (laughs) yeah watch watch the video if you can we throw a lot of things in and um that's pretty much it thanks for for being here thanks for being maniacs with us yep. and we'll see you around see ya.